What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Shooter Pass Podcast. So on behalf of Baseline Times, this is one of your hosts, Chevy, here in the building. Back again, we have an NBA playoffs preview episode. Very thankful, feeling very blessed to be able to watch these NBA playoffs happen here. And I am joined by two other co-hosts today. Welcome back, Robbie. Gabe, how are y'all doing? How y'all feeling about these playoffs? Feeling really good about it. What about you, Gabe? I'm ready to go. Let's do this, Miami Heat. We got yes! Oh, here we yes! go. Oh, we got the Heat Nation in the building. That's right. Yes, That's sir. right. Well, we. I, I'm excited. I, I remember, you know, just mid-March, the season suspended. And we're like, wait a minute. This is the playoffs are supposed to happen. What's going mm-hmm. on? You know, Bron's got to get number four. And um, here we are. Here we are. It's going to happen. The playoffs are happening. And I couldn't be more excited. Shout out to everybody out there that's excited with us. Robbie, tell them really quick where to find us. We got so much playoff coverage coming up at Baseline Times. Where can they find us? At Baseline Times on Instagram and Twitter. And check out our website, www.baselinetimes.com. My personal Instagram and Twitter is at Robinhood with an H and a Y, and I'll let y'all plug your socials. I'm Gabe, Instagram, LG-84, Twitter, GabeXL84. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Baseline Chevy. As always, that's where I'm at. I'm ready to talk some NBA playoffs. We can trash talk, play some bets out there. Uh, we got a bracket challenge we'll announce at the end of the show here coming up. But first and foremost, we'll be talking... A little bit about the playoffs here in this episode, obviously, and get into a little light version of Shooter Pass for you guys. And uh, we have a very interesting new segment to announce, and uh, that's going to be coming up here towards the middle. And we we put a lot of thought and effort, so we would appreciate you guys uh, actually listen to that uh, part of the uh, podcast as well. And uh, beyond that, we'll be announcing our picks for the first round. So if anybody wants to give us a hard time, and talk some shit later on. Uh, that's a probably a good segment as well to listen to. Wouldn't you say, Robbie, Gabe? Is I would say so. You guys ready to make some picks? Yep. Ready. Shoot or pass. Let's go ahead and get into some shoot or pass here. Just a light version for you guys today. You all should know the rules. If we agree with the statement, we will shoot. If we disagree with the statement, we will pass. Robbie, Gabe, it is game time. Let's go. The first thing here is... The underdog most likely to pull off the upset series win versus their first round opponent is not the Dallas Mavericks. Shoot or pass on that one. Robbie. As the one who called the Houston Rockets pretenders, I'm going to let my stubbornness shine. So I'm going to say shoot. And I'm going to say that I feel the OKC Thunder will beat them in the first round now. Am I only saying this because we know that Russell Westbrook is going to be missing a few games in the series? 100%. But it, you got to wonder, can can the Thunder seize the moment? I think a key factor here will be whether the Rockets, whether the Thunder can make the Rockets pay for their lack of size. And that's going to come down to hmm. whether Steven Adams can keep up with the speed of these Houston Rockets players. Game shooter pass. Damn, she took my whole thing. I mean, I was going to say shoot as well. Because I previewed this in my preview. I was like, the size is going to be a real problem for the uh, uh, for the Rockets. So remember, remember when uh, when they traded Westbrook, they traded, uh, I'm sorry, when they traded for Westbrook, 
they traded away Capella so he can work in the paint as their de facto center. So now that he's out, they're very undersized. So Steve Adams, you know, let's go. You got to show, you know, what you're made of. So I feel like that will be the only upset of the first round if there was an upset. Yeah, I have to agree as well. Shoot on that one because it's, I think it's very, very rare that we're going to see an upset at all with the rest of the way the bracket has worked out so far. And yeah, that that OKC and the Houston Rockets series seems very, very intriguing. And uh, I see a lot of people going, you know, Rockets and seven just because they have a hard time picking. So definitely got to shoot on that one. Shoot or pass. Hiring a new head coach will solve all of the New Orleans Pelicans problems. Gabe, we'll let you take that first. Shoot a pass. Or pass. Every time a coach is fired, they just need a scapegoat to to determine why the team was, you know, playing so poorly. I just think that the team, they're just not ready yet. And then with Zion in and out of the lineup, you know, with his health issues and his, I guess, weight issues, I feel like a new coach won't solve all those issues. It, it takes time for a team to gel. So I'm going to pass on that. I, I just think that that's just a time thing. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to say shoot. Contingent on who they hire. Look, we all know that the Pelicans were an enigma throughout this season, especially in the bubble. If I could describe them in strict basketball terms, I would say they are the team that can lob 70-foot passes across the court for an alley-oop, but can't make a simple pass to the open man midcourt without getting a turnover. They're kind of like the Sixers in the sense that on paper... They appear to have a pretty talented roster that breeds these high expectations that they can never meet. And this is for many reasons. You know, there's injuries, lack of discipline, the development, commitment. They just and they just can't seem to get a good, consistent lineup together. But if they hire the right person, I think the Pelicans will come back and make the playoffs next season. Uh, who? Definitely not Jason Kidd or Tyloo. I'll tell you that. Hell no. Don't Jason Kidd. Please, no. Jason <laughs> I, Kidd, go away. It, it, those are the two names in the bucket right now. That's true. Jason Kidd, go to hell, man. Yeah, I, 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 this is what I will say. To be on a technical term, I'm going to go ahead and, and pass on that. I don't think it's going to solve all of their problems because there's one thing that might, they may not be able to solve, and that's Lonzo's Ball's shooting issues. And that's probably something that I don't think a head coach is going to solve all the way, but something that he needs to work on himself to say all their problems. Probably not, but I, I kind of see what you're saying, Robbie. That 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 definitely matters who they hire to, to change the direction of the team. Uh, shoot or pass. The Houston Rockets will not get past the first round versus the Oklahoma City Thunder without Russell Westbrook on the court. Robbie, shoot or pass. Well, y'all already heard me in the other question. <laughs> shoot, baby. Shoot. Okay, the Thunder need to win every single game Russell Westbrook isn't playing in. And it's looking right now like it might he might be out for more than just one or two games. Otherwise, I don't know that I see a scenario where the Thunder can defeat this like true small ball juggernaut that includes James Harden and Russell Westbrook, which they haven't seen. I, for one, just want to point out how bad does it suck that we don't get to see Russell Westbrook come back to OKC as a Houston Rocket? Yeah, absolutely. I could agree with that. Yeah. Thank you, COVID. That's true. (laughs) Fuck you, COVID. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say shoot also. I feel like um, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like without Westbrook, um, the Rockets, I don't think they beat the Thunder. It's just Chris Paul. He's, you know, he's been resurgent since uh, joining the uh, the, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. 
And Shea has been a revelation. He's up the scoring by nine points and his rebounds by two. So I just feel like they're on the rise. And the Rockets need Russell Westbrook to create havoc in the paint to get good looks for the rest of the guys on the team. So that's my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to shoot as well. And because the Oklahoma City Thunder do defend the three ball very well, and that's a big concern for the Rockets if Russ isn't there. You know, I think you, you feel like you're going to have a lot of one-on-one ball with Harden uh, and some guys standing around. But, you know, Russ is in there to mix it up and kind of make the offense a little bit more active. So definitely going to shoot on that one. Uh, shoot or pass. There will be multiple first round playoff series that go to seven games. Gabe, shoot or pass on that one. <sighs> I'm going to say shoot because, like I said, there's really no advantage. The home court is gone. And I feel like a lot of these teams are, you know, evenly matched. So I just feel like a lot of games can go to distance. I don't, you know, aside from maybe um, the Bucks, you know, in the Magic. I'm sorry, Chevy. I think most of these series can go to distance, or at least at least six games, at least. So, but I don't I don't see any sweeps other than the Bucks probably taking care of the Magic. Shooter pass, Robbie. I want it. I need it. <laughs> and the NBA also needs it because their ratings apparently throughout these seeding games have been terrible. Look, the first episode, first of all, shoot. Um, the first round on paper looks pretty fucking boring. And it's kind of disappointing that the playing tournament was only one game. But you know what? I'm looking at these series here and, and I'm seeing a couple of series out west that could go to seven games. OKC and Houston, Utah versus Denver. I'm yeah, here for it. Give me seven games, please. Somebody in the first round make this fun and interesting for us. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna shoot on this one as well. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna echo that, Robbie, because obviously you know everyone's going with that Rockets and Thunder series going seven games. I I'm predicting Denver and Utah going seven games. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a series like the Miami Pacers series where it goes seven games as well. Don't be talking uh, that so, nonsense. Uh uh-uh, uh. Look, no. I, I wouldn't be. I'm just saying I wouldn't nope. be surprised. We're not hearing I, I feel it. like. We're Look, not hearing it. That, so that's multiple right there, right? That's three. All right, cool. So, yep, that's that's multiple right there. Sorry, Six Heat Nation. <laughs> Shooter pass. <laughs> the Jazz fucked up by tanking to the sixth seed out west. Wait, who who is the first? Who's their opponent? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, the Nuggets. Sorry. Um, let me take this one. I'm gonna say shoots. I guess. I mean, they had a close. Well. Nuggets uh, took the series uh, 3-0 in the uh, season series. So, yeah, I guess I don't know what, they, what their mindset was by doing this, but I feel like the Nuggets, they're missing half their guards. So maybe they see, okay, we can exploit that because they don't have Barton, they don't have Harris, Jamal Murray just got back. So maybe they thought, okay, let's just tank to get this team to get them out of there. But I feel like those two guys will be back for the playoffs, and that's going to have a lot of depth to make that team a really deep roster. So, yeah, I think they messed that up. Yeah, shoot or pass on that one, Robbie. I'm going to say pass. Look, it's obvious that they were tanking because they were trying to avoid the Houston Rockets. Like, I try to avoid making small talk with strangers. Even though the Nuggets (laughs) swept them during the season, they've got Rudy Gobert who can shut down Jokic. And they know the Nuggets are not good at defending beyond the arc. So if their shooters get hot, they might be successful. Rocket small ball would force Gobert to play on the perimeter, taking away his strengths around the rim. They don't have many options to slow down these small and fast Houston players 
who like to cut and slash on the inside. And I think that even with Russell Westbrook out, they're still more likely to put up more of a fight against the Nuggets than they would against the Rockets. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'm going to pass on this one because I feel like it, it kind of does favor you. Uh, sorry, uh, Denver a little bit. I think Denver, like I say, like you guys mentioned, it could probably go seven games. Uh, I think if the Jazz had uh, Bogdanovich, it, it could be a little bit different of a series. Uh, a bit more beneficial being that the guards of Denver, you know, they're a little bit more depleted of a team. But I, I could see this series you're going seven games because of the Jazz putting up a fight and Rudy Gobert kind of making a little bit more difficult for Jokic. But at the same time, I think for the Jazz, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It gives them the best shot. They, again, for against Houston, I don't I don't see them winning in more than five games or even that series going five games. It's going Houston's way. Uh, if they were to even, you know, get you know into the seventh spot against the Clippers, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you want that. And even if they got into the fourth or, you know, if, let's say fifth place of what they're playing Houston, right? So, yeah, I, I think this is the best the best bet for them. I'm going to go the other way on the Gobert thing. I'm sorry, one, one last note. I don't think Gobert will give Jokic a lot of problems because Jokic is all over the court. He doesn't just live in the paint exclusively. So I feel like that's a, a fa- that favors Denver because, you know, he's on a perimeter. He's shooting. He's passing. He's all over the court. So I feel like if they bring him out in the paint, out of the paint, that's just good for Denver, you know? But that's just that. Absolutely. Shooter pass. The last one here, the Philadelphia 76ers. If they beat the Celtics in their first <laughs> round playoff series, then it is time to trade Ben Simmons. Gabe, how do you feel about this? I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'm going to shoot on that because if they can beat a Celtics team that's clearly better than them without Simmons, what does that tell you about Simmons? He's kind of the, I guess, he... I'm not saying he's not talented, but he's in the way. You know what I mean? Because you can have a natural point guard like uh, Shake Milton or someone else with man in the point and just putting that power forward since he's not really a shooter and teams sag off of him. So definitely if they beat a Celtics team that you can see that is much better than them without Simmons, I mean, you got to trade him and get as much as you can for him. Shoot or pass, Robbie. Gabe, I'm going to need you to stop taking my notes. I really would appreciate it if you stop <laughs> stealing my damn notes. No, I'm this also I'm also going to say shoot. I'll just chime in and just say, Ben Simmons to Cleveland. Ooh. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pass on this one. I, again, I'm, I'm a fan of what? just getting rid of Brett Brown first and then seeing how things work out. Just give it another year without Brett Brown. I, I, I just want to see Embiid and Simmons try in, in a healthy season if you know knock on wood they can stay healthy next year uh if that you know comes about but um yeah i mean it's not looking good for philly right now health wise try to give it one more go i gotta see them but i'm gonna pass on it for right now even even if you beat them i mean you have to imagine how far you go if you were to beat the boston celtics you know you what are you gonna do face to toronto raptors next probably lose that series and then you know, you got to wonder, well, what, what could have we done with Ben Simmons, right? So I think that that curiosity will kill him a little bit there. All right, so we have a new segment here. And in this segment, with the NBA playoffs kicking off on Monday, there are six teams, unfortunately, leaving us in the bubble. As we go through here, Each we're going to play each team's departure coordinators and send them off the best way that we know how. So just picture us standing by the hotel's front doors as the teams are walking out, probably with their heads down and heading into the buses. And we're just going to be standing there with like scrolls reading NBA bubble eulogies. 
Mm-hmm. NBA bubble eulogies. Here we are. Gabe, Robbie, myself. We're going to do our best to send off these teams in our, our greatest, you know, voices of depression and sadness and... Uh, or happiness. Well, I guess, you know, if you're happy, some teams are going home, Gabe. I mean, you know... I guess so. Well, that sucks for that team. But uh, I'll start off here first, you know. And uh, one team that we want to send off today will be the Sacramento Kings. Today we mourn the departure of the Sacramento Kings. Relieve their fans of all their troubles. They began their journey in an abysmal 0-3. Giving up an average of 122 points per game in the bubble. No more suffering. No more agony. No watching them playing in dismay. No more wondering how Destiny could have been different had they not passed up on Luca or Trey. It's a long journey back home, to the Golden One Center, 2,800 miles. But maybe the lockdown crushes the free agency market so much that they get to re-sign Harry Giles. So long. So long. I'm here to present the Washington Wizards eulogy. We're gathered here to send off the dreaded Washington Wizards. Invited to the bubble with no playoff chances or appeal. Imagine what Adam Silver's face looked like. When news got out, they'd be playing without their star, Bradley Beal. They scored one victory throughout their time here. But it wasn't against the Zionless Pelicans team. They were so bad I flipped the channel to watch Elena Deladon and the Washington Mystics take on the Atlanta Dream. The Hornets passed them in the standings. Somewhere in Charlotte, a legend is drowning himself in high esteem. Goodbye. Adios. Au revoir. Washington Wizards, enjoy an offseason as the new face of the crying Jordan meme. (laughs) 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 Sad. It's sad. Go ahead. Next. All right. Who's next? (laughs) Phoenix. Phoenix? Okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, New Orleans. <laughs> Pelicans. We bid the New Orleans Pelicans farewell. Gifted the easiest of schedules, yet they couldn't survive. We have yet to understand Zion's minutes restrictions. Boy, was it hard to watch his team play live. When the games were close, they couldn't score. Turned the ball over second highest rate in the NBA. But their rim protection was worst of all, with opponents strutting to the basket like Beyonce. Alvin Gentry was the first head to roll, but does this team need an entire overhaul? Take the load off B.I. Get Zion a chef and a trainer. Name the new head coach, LeVar Ball. Ouch. <laughs> a chef and a trainer. Wow. He should already have that. Damn. Sad. We can all agree that 2020 has been quite the year. The San Antonio Spurs will not make it to the next round, for it took a global pandemic to shut a 22-year playoff streak down. While some have seen it coming, others cry bullshit at the team playing less games, but even with a good performance for a team on a rebuild, more than one question remains. Will DeMar leave this offseason? tank for some lottery picks the new approach will greg popovich ride off into the sunset and gift us with the nba's first female head coach we're looking at you becky hammond we're looking at you we're ready for becky becky with the good hair oh the good becky all right 
Phoenix Suns. This is a ceremony of remembrance. Devin Booker burst into the bubble, went on a scoring bender. While he won't be extending his stay at the Yacht Club for a playoff run, he'll get all kinds of rewards in the arms of Kendall Jenner. Oh. The Cinderella story may be over. No time to dwell, they must reassert. For the return of DeAndre Ayton and the emergence of Cam Johnson is sure to put a stacked Western Conference on high alert. Watching Karis Levert miss that setback jumper felt like a stab to the heart with a knife. But as the great captain from Star Trek once said, it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not a weakness. That is life. Wow. And I'm saying wow because I didn't know the Kendall Jenner was a thing. Sorry. All right. So They are. They like each other. Ben Simmons? I mean, she's just going around. Okay, sorry about that. <clears throat> Memphis Grizzlies. Dear Grizzlies, you came and played with pride and no fear. And while you didn't have a chance in hell to advance, you at least produced the likely rookie of the year. Whether in Vancouver or Memphis, mediocre will always be your thing. From drafting and developing both Gasol brothers, both will go on to other teams to win that elusive ring. The franchise appears to be in good hands with guys like Morant, Jackson Jr., and some dude named Brooks. But losing the, to the defenseless Blazers will never get you to the big dance. Ja, the next time you and Brooks decide to chide Iggy for leaving the team, just know he left for bigger and better opportunities to celebrate with the Heat and their championship bling. All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and get into our first round series picks here. We'll run down the first round East and Western Conference, give you guys our series predictions and... First and foremost, let's go ahead and start with the Eastern Conference here. Uh, we'll talk, you know, about the number one seed first of all. Uh, it shouldn't be too much to talk about here. Uh, the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks, will be playing the number eight seed, Orlando Magic. And uh, Gabe, you want to start off uh, yeah. with your predictions here for your Yeah, I'm going to try to keep Bucks, these Magic. predictions nice and sweet and short. Um, the Bucks are going to sweep them, plain and simple. Um, it's up to Vujicic to do anything meaningful in this series to get this team at least one win in the series. But this is a series where at least uh, Giannis doesn't have to be a different player, meaning he hasn't picked up any new skills that you've seen this this season, aside from, you know, driving to the paint and, you know, doing whatever he does. But um, he doesn't need a jump shot for this series. So this should be like an easy 4-0 sweep. Orlando, you may be the home team, but you're trash. 4-0 sweep. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, it's going to be very difficult for Orlando to even see some sort of uh, I mean, look, first and foremost, Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba's not there. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac's injured. I mean, those are the two longest guys that are pretty much going to be on the floor to try and guard or slow down Giannis since you can't stop him, really. Uh, the Magic don't shoot the three ball well, so that's a big problem. And the Bucks defend the paint really well. So it's kind of a disaster for the Magic right now. Uh, big bright spots would be Markel Fultz and what Aaron Gordon can do to kind of be head-to-head with Giannis. Aaron Gordon's probably our, our best player in the front court. So, uh, you know, if the Magic have to win a game, it has to be game one. They lose game one, that's it, you know. And um, that, that's that's what you can pretty much ask for out of Orlando. There's not much to say beyond that. Um, unfortunately, they'll probably be one of the first teams out of the playoffs. Yep. Don't eat, for, forget the brooms. Bring the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is wow. that is my analysis right there for the Bucks and Magic series. Yep. I like that very much. You're welcome. Wow. So you got Bucks in four? <laughs> yep. With the vacuum cleaner, not even the broom. We, we made a vacuum cleaner. There's no more explanation needed. It's a wrap. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have much to add. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this uh, second seed here, Toronto Raptors versus the seventh seed Brooklyn Nets. And uh, the Nets get to hold on to the seventh spot here. The Raptors finished second uh, this year in the Eastern Conference uh, for the defending champs, Robbie. How do you feel about them? Well, I think it's going to be a gentleman's sweep, but I'm, I don't know about y'all, but I didn't really watch the Brooklyn Nets during bubble games, except for this game against the Portland Trailblazers the other night. Holy shit, these guys are playing pretty well without KD and Kyrie and Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, they're going to be a threat next year for real, aren't they? Oh, definitely next year for sure. They'll have all the guys back. But um, as far as this uh, playoff this, series versus the Raptors, yeah, know, it's, it's, aside from the Magic and the uh, Bucks, I think this is probably the only other sweep we have in the first round. Because Toronto's too deep. I mean, they have too many weapons. Everybody can create their own shots. All the Nets have is pretty much Karis LeVert. He's doing the heavy lifting. And, um, you know, Jerry Allen's a nice rebounder. He cleans up second-chance points and stuff like that in the paint. But it's just too overwhelming. You know, they came, they played well, considering the uh, the talents they were missing. But let's not get it twisted. It's, it's going to be a 4-0 sweep. Well, Toronto's known for that game one curse, so you never know. Yeah. That curse is still alive. Nah, well, true. see, in that case, your gentleman sweep will come into play. Yeah, because they do lose game ones a lot. But other than that, yeah, if it's not 4-1, four, uh, four it's going to be a sweep. I, I mean, I'm going to sweep here. I, I believe in Toronto very heavily in the Eastern Conference. And uh, also, uh, I think the experience comes to play here. I think I, I, I'm more of a fan of experience. I believe in the experience, I should say. So I would say that the experience comes in. Toronto is not playing around. Although, you know, shout out to Brooklyn. They went 5-3 and three in their bubble games, which their seeding games, which is great. And, um, you know, I, I think, like you guys mentioned, you know, just to echo that game, you know, Allen, uh, you know, you had LaVert come in. And, um, you know, Temple, those, those are some of the guys that people probably don't know about, just the casual fan. But they're out there hooping in the in the bubble for the seeding games. But, no, is this is different for me. In my opinion, I'm going four games, Toronto, clean them up. Get them out of here. See you next year, Brooklyn. Probably under different circumstances, we'll be talking about you know the Brooklyn Nets from a, from a different perspective next season. All right, let's talk about the third seed, Boston Celtics against the sixth seed, Philadelphia 76ers. Robbie, we'll start with you. Uh, are you confident in the 76ers in this series? <laughs> no, but <laughs> but they did play pretty well without Ben Simmons. I mean, uh, Josh Richardson stepped up. It seems like he he might. He might be the X factor here. He he might bring some problems. Um, but other than that, I don't see them advancing against the Celtics at all. The Celtics are going to stifle the fuck out of their offense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me uh, piggyback on your Josh Richardson point. But I'm going to say he is who he is. We had him on the heat. We know what he was. He is. He's it. That's it. That is as high as he goes. This is a series about Joel Embiid. This is his time to shine. His time to say, look, I'm every bit as good as Giannis. I'm every bit as good as uh, LeBron James. Every bit as good as James Harden. I can put this team on my back. We can get this series win. It's unlikely it happens. I can say, I say they probably lose the series in six. But this is will be the time for Embiid to finally step up and be like, look, I'm taking over. Now, if he doesn't, 
I guess you could point to injuries, the wrist injury he just got, and then he had, I think, a leg injury previously. So, I mean, I guess you could see that as a crutch. But how many how many passes are we going to give this guy? So, I'm going to say the Celtics in six. Yeah, I'm also saying the Celtics in six. Okay, wow. I, I'm going uh, Celtics in five and wow. no more than that. I think they're going to be a little bit too much for the Philadelphia 76ers. And, uh, you know, with that being said, I don't, I don't expect this to go far, really. I'm not really confident. I mean, you know, shout out to Tobias Harris. I think a lot of people forget that the Sixers have him. And, uh, not, you know, I, I just think that at the same time, you know, Boston, their defense, the way they play together, uh, they, you know, their guards, you know, you have Kemba, you know, Jalen Brown. Um, I think, you know, they're very, they defend the perimeter very well. Uh, so I think it's, you know, they, the focus is less, you know, without Ben Simmons being there and kind of leading the way, uh, they can focus more on Tobias. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch him though. And also, Jason Tatum and and this this needs to be a series where Jason Tatum comes out and just, oh, just dominate and and shows you know yeah he's got yes he's got to show the rest of the Eastern Conference like hey like I'm I'm here I showed up to this damn bubble I'm in this piece you know Toronto won last year you guys are talking about Giannis but this is the series right here to come out and just to kind of build upon into the next series because more than likely you're going to be seeing the defending champs of Toronto. And one more thing about this series there is nobody on that Celtics roster that can match up with Embiid. Dice? No. Cantor? Hell no. This is his time to just dominate the paint. Dominate the paint. He has no opposition on the other side. So if he does anything less than, I'm going to say, 30 and 15 this series, yo, we've got some problems. Part of it has to be Brett Brown. That Again, this is why I'm That's talking about Brett Brown. You know, and he's got to be the first to go. Because if you're not devising a game plan to, to get the ball into Embiid and exactly. keep, it, keep exactly. moving through Embiid, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and that's part of, you know, that's going to be part of the, the problem in this series. Should they lose this series in five or less? You know, we got to see how many touches, how many shots Embiid's taking, you know, because you you know Embiid's going to come out and he's going to hoop. You know, you, you can't really coach rebounding they a just whole lot. They just tend to play down but, to the competition. You know, the ball the to him for they play down to the competition a lot. It's weird. But yeah, I think, I, I agree with you, Gabe. This is going to be a huge part to see what Embiid does, how he handles uh, himself offensively. Joel Embiid needs to hire you as like his personal hype man. Just have you next to him everywhere he goes, like sitting in the locker room, just telling him how he needs to just do his thing in the paint and dominate. You need to dominate. Like for real, you're too big. Everybody's everybody's saying it. <laughs> I mean, everyone's saying it. It's, it's not it's like obvious. you know we're out we're out here saying something foreign. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's really obvious. Somebody, yeah, somebody needs, yeah, somebody needs so to be do a you man. So do you guys think that here. having Ben Simmons off the floor is going to help him be more it successful? It should definitely help him, definitely. Yeah, because there's no one else clogging the paint but him. Because when Ben gets in the paint, and Ben has to move out. Because, you know, Ben's either he's yep. laying the ball up or he's doing something else. There's no reason why he can't dominate the paint this time. There's no excuse. So, yeah, this Simmons being out should help him out a lot. Hey, if we're going back to the shooter pass segment, this is a really good time to see if they can do without Ben Simmons and, you know, obviously bring a different star if they can trade for one. This is a very good opportunity for Philly. So, you know, and unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be a series they'll win and then less than, you know, five games they're going to go home. Well, listen, five games pretty much is my, my maximum for uh, Philly to be here in the playoffs. Ben Simmons to Cleveland. <laughs> All right, Heat fans. Let's go ahead and talk about this middle seed affair here. The fourth seed Pacers and the fifth seed Miami Heat. Who wants to go first? Don't fight, Heat Robbie, fans. Robbie, okay, Robbie, okay. take it away. Take it away, Robbie. Oh, Gabe, how nice was it 
to finally burst TJ Warren's <laughs> scoring bubble. Did we expect anything less? How sweet is it going to be to continue to be the reason the reason why TJ Warren continues down this like rabbit hole into the depths of failure <laughs> in five games? We'll be wow. nice and give them one. Five. De- DeMontis Sabonis is out, and I think that hurts the Pacers. Um, I think we just we just have a good team. We're well rounded, well coached. We're aggressive, and if we can maintain that, we don't even need Jimmy to come out every night and and try and be a scorer, scoring 25-plus points a game. We need him to dictate the game. That's all we need him to do, and play some defense. We need defense. Other than that, get Duncan Robinson open. He needs to be open, because that's our sniper right there. Yep. Ah, you say five, so I'm gonna be generous and give him six because you know we'll, the Heat. We have a tendency to go flat some games. You know we'll have that game where it's just like okay, whatever, let's just go to the next. But um, a point about Indiana. Anybody who plays fantasy basketball, centers versus the Pacers is a thing. Miles Turner can't defend the wall. I mean, centers have their way with him inside. He, I don't know what his deal is. And he's he looks very athletic and he can block shots, but centers usually rack up points against Miles Turner. So I could see Ben Matabao having a hell of a series against them, um, number one. And then to quote uh, Mr. Hassan Whiteside, that bum, when he left Portland, we got shooters, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. They're all over the court. Those guys are everywhere. So as long as Jimmy's doing what Jimmy does and he's kicking out to the open man, oh, they're going to hit their shots. So, you know, I, I give him six because I think Depot might have a Depot game. He might, you know, revert back to old and just go nuts for one game just to try to lift him out of the uh, depths of hell, I guess. But, and then um, come you know, to Miami? Uh, I, I wouldn't mind that, actually. You know, as long as he's healthy, yeah, sure, bring him on. But um, yeah, as far as TJ Warren, no, that that fairy tale's over. Ooh. I mean, he'll probably average maybe <laughs> 10 to 12 okay. if he's lucky. But yeah, I, I, I said he in six just to give him an extra game because Depot might go Depot okay. crazy. I'm, I'm actually going with Robbie on this one. Miami in five. I, I think the Heat defensively, I, I'm definitely high on the Heat, which I, I don't like to do being in Orlando, but I'm high on the Heat so far, and I, I like them defensively. Florida, baby. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, the Florida ties is, is coming to me, right? It's creeping up on me. But yeah, I guess I got to go. I, I'm going with the Heat in five, but for sure. And just like you mentioned, I think defensively, like the Heat, they're, they're there. Um, a big part about this, you know, is just kind of seeing what Jimmy Butler can do. Definitely, unless Robbie, as Robbie mentioned, I think the important part is a lot of people are harping on Butler to be that, you know, dominant scorer to, to drop 25 plus, 28, 30 a game. It doesn't have you know, to. I, it doesn't have. Yeah, nope. it doesn't have to on a roster like this. I, I just I don't believe in that at all. And then you know, against you know, a team like Indiana, I think Indiana will give them a fight. You know, expect some of these games to be close, but that, that again, that experience, the grit, the defensive grind, you know, comes down to Miami favors Miami a little bit better. And uh, I, the reason why in five, I'm giving them giving them that Depot game. You know, I think that you know Depot's a guy that I've watched you know in Orlando and Blossom elsewhere, obviously. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm giving them that Depot game, so I'll, I'll agree with you on that part, Gabe. Another personal point, man. He have always had trouble with the Pacers in any playoff series. No matter who the team was we had and who they had. Remember LeBron James and Wade Bosch, they struggled against the Paul George Pacers. And then go further back, we struggled, we struggled against the Jermaine O'Neal and Reggie Miller Pacers. For whatever reason, they always gave us issues. But this incarnation of the Pacers, nah. I say we do it at six. Goodbye, TJ Warren. All right, let's go out west 
we have the first seed Los Angeles Lakers against the eight seed Portland Trailblazers, who, by the way, the Portland Trailblazers did as the eight seed defeat the Memphis Grizzlies in the NBA's first ever playing game. Uh, to kind of get into just a tad bit here, how'd you guys like the, the playing tournament? I, obviously, it's one game, but the concept behind it, do you like it going forward? Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was it was a great game, high scoring. You know, teams treated like it was a playoff game because it essentially was. So yeah, it, it, it brings a lot of um, urgency to the game. I don't mind this format if they do it, you know, down the, down the road in the future. It, it was very enjoyable for me, at least, watching young Job Morant and Dame Lillard just going nuts all over the court. So I enjoyed it. How about you, Robbie? Playing a tournament down in the future, yes or no? Yes. Give me all the basketball. Give me all the, the games that matter. Take away from the regular season and give us more of this. Yes, I agree with that too. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I would say, especially if a team is as close as like maybe a half game or a game behind the, the ninth seed exactly. or eighth seed, you know, let those two duel it out at the end of the season. I mean, if you got like a five game lead on the eighth seed, yeah, forget that. But like, you know, because a lot of a lot of teams have like a bad fortune of maybe a, a missed call or, you know, they come back and review a game in the middle of the season and they, they should have probably won mm -hmm. that game. And think about, you know, a team like Phoenix. If they, I can't remember if there were any, any controversial plays in the regular season, but if they were to have one, you know, it's like, it's not their fault that the referee made it, blew the whistle or didn't blow the whistle down the stretch of one of their games they lost. So, you know, you get that little opportunity to have a play in, you know, to kind of supplement being screwed over, I guess, by the refs. So I would agree with that. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about the series, though. Lakers, Blazers. What do you guys got? Honestly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, no, you should go ahead, probably... go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Lakers in a quick five. Um, I, I just, you know, with this, play, it's a good mm -hmm. thing that this playing tournament didn't carry over until today because the the Blazers would have had like one day off, and there's guys that are probably exhausted. There's C.J. McCollum who's playing with a fracture in his lower back. Uh, I think that there's probably going to be a game where Damian Lillard takes over in the fourth quarter like he always does and actually beats the Lakers by like three points because the Lakers don't flip the switch in time since they've been coasting this whole time. But other than that, I just don't think it's sustainable for, for Damian Lillard to be scoring 40, 50, 60 points a night to win a series. It's just not sustainable. I'm going to go the other way on that. I'm not, I'm not saying the Blazers will win the series because that will be dumb. But I think it'll be seven games. And, and I say that because the Blazers have been playing playoff basketball essentially the whole time in a bubble. All the Lakers, like you said, they've been coasting. They've been, they, you know, they've had the number one seed locked up in the West. So they've been, you know, getting beat by trash teams. Granted, LeBron's missed a few games and Davis as well. I just feel like, you know, they're going to come out and steal game one, Portland, because they're, play, they're in playoff mode already. And they've been playing longer. They're already used to it. The guys, the Lakers have been idle. And plus, that their guard play has just been eh. So I, I won't say the Blazers are winning the series, no matter how much I would like to see that, because I feel like the Lakers are just fraudulent, at least now, not early in the season, but I feel like later in the season, they've kind of been just mediocre at best. Um, I, I think the Blazers are still losing seven, but having Nurkic back and Zach Collins and then Whiteside off the bench and then Gary Trent's emergence, that's a lot to deal with. So we'll, we'll see how the Lakers handle it. So you're going, uh, Bla uh, sorry, Lakers and seven? Lakers and seven. seven. Yeah, seven. Uh, you don't have to work for it. They got to work yeah, for I'm it. Yeah, I'm going to echo, definitely, I'm picking Lakers and five. I think there's that one game where 
possibly game one where the Blazers, like, they're already in the swing of the season and, you know, every uh, playing every other night to try to compete to get, you know, to the playoffs. And uh, that's something they'll be in, in, the, in the emotions of already. Uh, versus, like you mentioned, Gabe, the Lakers, they're not playing with LeBron, you know, Anthony Davis. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing doesn't go over five games to really in, in the favor of the Lakers. And, and you know, like for said reasons already that sustaining a high uh, you know, amount of intensity for Damian Lillard to kind of put it all on his shoulders to be a team, you know, that is that has LeBron and, and you know, Anthony Davis at the opposite end is re really difficult, you know. So definitely uh, Lakers in five here. Uh, the next seed is the uh, second seed Los Angeles Clippers against the seventh seed Dallas Mavericks. Robbie, how do you feel about this series? Oh, this is going to be another quick one. I know everybody's talking about <laughs> the Mavericks probably giving the Clippers some trouble. I don't think so. I mean, I will acknowledge that Luka is a god and he's playing lights out and will probably do so. But the Clippers defense is a whole different monster. And the Mavericks cannot, even if they were to get on a lead, they just are terrible at holding leads in the fourth quarter. Four and one, uh, four and one Clippers. Wow, sweep. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, no matter how much um, I love my boy, the god, Luka Doncic, I just think that, yeah, it's going to be a six-game series, though. Uh, <clears throat> Clippers in uh, six. Now, the the good news for the Mavericks is that they're the number one offensive uh, rated team in the league. The bad news, the Clippers are rated second. So, they're, they're right there, and the Clippers are rated fifth defensively. And they're... Um, they're uh, their roster is very deep, so that can be problematic. But yeah, I can see Lucas still getting close to a triple double in the series because he's going to have to do the heavy lifting, and Porzingis will get his there, in, you know, in time. But um, the Clippers are getting Harold back, Lou Williams back in the swing of things. I just feel like they're just too deep, too many guys, and it's just going to overwhelm the Mavericks. So I'm gonna give uh, the Ma uh, the Clippers uh, the six game series win. I'm gonna go Clippers in five. Uh, you know, I think maybe there's a game where, you know, and, and depending on, on the Clippers, because look, I feel like at some point there's still going to be some sort of like load management to figure out as the schedule looks like they're playing every other day. So let's say, you know, for you know, there's a 3-0 series lead for the Clippers, they maybe rest a guy in between, whether it be, you know, Paul George or Kawhi or whatever the case may be. Just allowing Dallas to maybe take that one extra game. That's a like a potential scenario that I could see, but definitely, you know, I'm going with it, echoing what you guys say there uh, so far. Uh, the next series out west would be the third seed Denver Nuggets against the sixth seed Utah Jazz. We kind of already gave some insight about the Jazz about this uh, so far in this bubble. Uh, how do you guys feel, Gabe, about this series? Yeah, like I said, I think the Jazz, I mean, the, the Nuggets will beat them in six um, because I just feel like they have better playmakers on the team, more shot creators. And they're getting the other guys back. Um, that doesn't mean the Jazz won't give them a fight because, like you said, Rudy Gobert is a, a great defensive player, but he's going to have to guard Jokic on the perimeter. Jokic doesn't live exclusively in the paint. The guy roams around. And you got Michael Porter Jr. there now emerging. <clears throat> you have great guard play. So, you know, it, it'll be up to Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, even and, and to some degree, Mike Conley, who's been actually better um, in the bubble because he's had a miserable season earlier in, in the year. So if Mike Conley can, you know, somehow lead this young club to, you know, I guess at least two wins, like I say, it'll be a six-game series. But I think Denver is just too, this is that much better than the Clippers. I mean, uh, than the uh, Jazz. Well, considering that their last matchup went into two into two overtimes, I'm going to push it to seven games oh. with Denver winning it. 
I think this could be a series that can unexpectedly surprise us all. Because they are, you know, the Jazz feel... Obviously, the Jazz feel like Denver is... Well, they match up well to Denver, at least better than they do to the Rockets. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to actually go with Denver in six. I can see this being one that can go seven, but Denver in six. Uh, you know, especially, you know, as we mentioned, Will Barton, uh, he's out. You know, uh, Murray uh, is out as well. Um, oh, sorry, Gary Harris, actually. I'm sorry. Gary Harris is the one that is out. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't. This is a series where it, it can go both ways, really. And I like you, you're saying that, Robbie. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jazz pull this off in seven games, really. It, it's just one of those series, one of these two teams out west that really are kind of irrelevant, if you ask me. Uh, but Denver in six nonetheless. And then the last series out west here, probably the most exciting series, the one that has the most anticipation, the Houston Rockets as a four seed facing off as, uh, excuse me, facing off against the Oklahoma City Thunder, the fifth seed. Robbie, how do you feel about this one? How you going? Oh, I already talked about this plenty in the shooter pass round, so I'm gonna keep this super short. Uh, Houston in seven. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna say no Westbrook, no chance, and I would go. I would go with the um, Oklahoma City Thunder, but I feel like Westbrook. He, he's going to appear in the series. So oh, I'm now get... I kind of want to switch now. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think Houston still takes it as long as Westbrook is doesn't miss more than two games i think houston can do it in six yeah 100 if it's gonna come down to how many games russell westbrook is out for if he's out for more than two games and mm -hmm. and the thunder are winning each game that russell westbrook is out and then they definitely send a chance to take yeah the i'm going houston in six and this is the anticipation of westbrook coming back based on what we know today maybe the first couple games he's gone but definitely houston is six i think a little bit too much of james harden uh, and these two teams seem like they're just going to kind of go in a shootout and and just score. Uh, in my opinion, that's the way it's probably going to go. And it, it, that favors the Rockets. So I think, you know, Houston in six games for sure. Chris Paul wants that revenge too. So Nobody imagined the Oklahoma City Thunder being in the middle of the Western Conference race here. And also, you know, uh, you got SGA, you know, this, this uh, Dennis Schroeder, who's, um, you know, sixth man of the year uh, candidate. So... I mean, they, you know, they, they've been so, you know, great this year, this season, uh, beyond expectations. And, you know, CP3 is my guy, man. But, you know, this time around, I, I think a little bit too much Harden. And, and, and then, you know, if you get Russ back for, like, the second leg of the series, they could probably wrap it up in six. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven games. It is something that will be fun to see. I think all of us as basketball fans were wishing for that. Um, but that is our first round picks there ladies and gentlemen mm -hmm. i hope you know we we are right so if you're putting money on the games um this is no regardless it's it's going to be fun right i think this is what we've really waited for as as just general basketball fans and it's finally here the nba playoffs let's do it baby expert picks of the week all right right let's go ahead and wrap up our expert picks of the week segment here and you know shout out to everybody who did share expert picks with us you want to go ahead and, and tell everybody what we have coming up yeah so let's quickly recap the picks um from this past week uh kevin went two and oh don't call it a comeback but kevin went two and oh <laughs> colin went one and one and funny enough chevy our boys both end the season four and two thoughts wow i mean look it's a winning record regardless that's awesome. 
I mean, they, they were right. They were right about a lot of things, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was I was concerned about my cat. I was concerned. I was, he started 0-2. He was fucking up. But we had a conversation. <laughs> he looked into my soul. And it appears that he's been listening to me ever since. So shout out to Kevin, the furry face assassin, king of the living room fast break. And shout out to Colin wow. as well. You know, I know that, uh, you know, he... Um, he had a pretty good record all along. He was pretty good all along. Pretty consistent. Yes, yes. But nice. then he, but he beat the Mavs. But he picked the Mavs to beat the Suns. But anyway, um, let's just thank all the participants. Uh, we got three pups: uh, Machado, the goodest boy of Miami Shores; Nixon and Samuel, the Schnauzers of Surfside. Then we have our tiny humans who participated: Caleb, who. If you all didn't see, go to our Instagram and Twitter pages at Baseline Times. He is the young child with a Miami Vice <laughs> jersey who picked against nice. each and every time he participated. That's and, then nice. we, and then we had the squad rolling deep. Zayden, Mila, and Raiden. Shout out to all of them. We're actually going to do a quick little raffle right now to pick the winner. The winner will receive a little prize. I'll be sliding into their parents' DMs. And the winner <laughs> is... Here we go. Um, Where's your, your drum roll, Gabe? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Caleb, the ultimate trader wow, of the heat, that's what, is the winner. That's some good karma right there. So, I, so we will be sliding into the DMs of his parents for a prize. Thank you all for participating. And, hey, guys, how do you feel about bringing this back next season? Yes, of course. All right, Rob, you want to go ahead and uh, tell the people here a little bit about our NBA awards, NBA bubble awards polls. So we did a uh, 2020 NBA bubble awards polls on our website, and we got some responses back here. What, what were those looking like, Rob? So we went a little further than the NBA, and we just went ahead and threw in the six categories that are typically on the regular season NBA awards, but for performances in the bubble. So coach of the bubble was a tie between Nick Nurse and Terry Stotts. I don't know what these people were thinking. Were they not watching Monty Williams and the Phoenix Suns? Because you should have been running away with that. But anyway, defensive player of the bubble, Anthony Davis came in first place with 38% of the vote. Nurk came in second with 23% of the vote. I, I can live with that. What about y'all? Yeah, that's okay. That's, that's fair enough for me. I probably would have given a Nurk. But that's pretty fair, given that Davis had a couple games here and there. Yeah. All right. Six man, Gary Trent Jr. took it. And Michael Porter Jr. came in second place. I think that's fair, too. I think that's a pretty good assessment. That is, that's good. Yes. yes. Shout out to Gary Trent Jr., man. He is yes. incredible. Incredible, man. But huge part of the Rookie Portland of run. the bubble. Oh, Gabe's going to like this. Overwhelming favorite. 66% of the vote went to Cam Johnson. Chill. Chill. That's my dog. I like that. That's fair. And we got most improved player of the bubble. Gabe is not going to really care for this one. TJ Warren takes it with 46%. And Mello came in second <laughs> with 30%. Yo, skinny, skinny, skinny Mello. Mello. <laughs> you got Huddy Mello, Skinny Mello, Olympic Mello. He's that's all over the place. I like that. But, but TJ, I mean, that's that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of unanimous at that point. I think he's came in and has the most... You know, yeah, definitely 180. TJ, yeah. for sure. Hands down. 
yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Most valuable player of the bubble. This one, I think, was unanimous all across the board. And it was a late surge, too. Damian Lillard with 64%. Ooh. Devin Booker came in second, 21%. James Harden came in fourth. How do you guys feel about Luka not even being in the top three? What? Uh, who, what the, who's voting for him? None? Mavericks fans? How is that possible? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, Dame, Dame deserves it, though. I, I think... Unanimously, yeah, sure. yeah, he, I agree. He, he, he can't, you can't go, you can't go any other way with this. So maybe James Harden got all his strippers to vote for him into third place. Uh, wow, we got them coming to the baseline. That's what's up. <laughs> they should send us some chicken wings while they're at it. Yeah, yeah man, straight of up. Of course, we go to the straight strip up, club. Straight up. Place. All right, let's go ahead and wrap the show up here. Before we let you all go today, we have to introduce and announce our 2020 NBA playoffs podcaster bracket challenge so robbie and myself were able to recruit four other podcasts uh, that are nba related or sports related um, and also discuss nba on their shows and they have joined us to pick out a bracket so they have gone through and picked out the entire predictions for the playoffs so they picked each series first the semis the conference finals and the finals they've also picked a number of games so you have a scoring system if you pick the number the team and the number of games you'll you'll get extra points if you pick the right team but not the number of games obviously you don't get enough points uh for that pick and if you obviously don't pick the right teams and series of games then you're not going to get any points so that's how simple i'm going to keep it but it's kind of like march madness for those of you who did uh, miss march madness and uh we are competing against other podcasts uh robbie and myself did appear on the dime with josh rodriguez so shout out to josh uh he's actually my shout out uh, here just to kind of you know throw him in the mix here he, we were on his show last week and uh you guys need to go ahead and follow him at the dime nba on twitter and instagram uh you'll see a little ad there with our pretty faces robbie and myself and you can uh find us on that episode there uh robbie that was a fun ep- episode right we enjoyed you know shout out to josh we enjoyed that yeah we sure did we had a good time and um you know, I, I got some feedback from Sixers fans and they kind of agreed with my wild take that the Sixers should just clean house. So I'm great. I'm grateful that I didn't get attacked by That's Philadelphia. Awesome. That's awesome. I like That's that. Awesome. Good take, good, then. Yeah. Okay. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Gabe. Thank you. Thank you for uh, your, your complimenting <laughs> my take. What? I mean, it's, it sounds. Well, it's good like that we didn't true. make any enemies coming out of uh, being guests on another show. So good job, Robbie. Um, but. We are. We're gonna make them our yes. enemies now, yes. baby. Was that a backhanded compliment? No, but now we are. We are enemies now. Uh, so we have we have some competitors here. Uh, we'll try to feature them on our show as well as jump on their shows. That's you know part of the uh, whole or- ordeal here of the bracket challenge. But we actually wanted to start off the trash talk, Robbie. What do we got here? Looking at some of these picks from some of these teams, like what what are these podcasters thinking? Well, first of all, we need to get your take because nobody. Nobody, not one bracket, features the Lakers winning it all. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, they're not in it to win it. I mean, they're just not in it to win it. it that's that's what it is. I, we're going to win. I'm confident we're going to win, you know. Uh, but we didn't we didn't pick the Lakers to win it all either. I picked Toronto on our behalf. So Thoughts? Yeah, so thoughts on that, you know, I, I, I'm internally, you know, looking at it. I think that you've you've picked everything pretty good so far, and, and this is very subjective of with our you know, our incomplete bracket, by the way. So if you're looking at our bracket, 
this is something that we Robbie actually was the first person to say she wanted to take the picks. I'll let her have it. So, Robbie, this is all on you if we lose because you wanted to make the picks. Ooh. Whoa, whoa. That's no, 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 no. Guys, guys. No, 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 no. I listen. Listen. Everybody Jeez. listening to this podcast Sheesh. at baseline times on Instagram and Twitter. I will post receipts out of nowhere. This guy <laughs> pops up. On the dime with Josh Rodriguez, shout out to Josh Rodriguez, and says that I'm making all the picks for our bracket, and I'm just like, oh shit, really? Mm. Okay. So you know what? I pick, I made my picks, and you know what? I didn't even. I wanted to. I really wanted to pick the Heat to win it all. I mean, the Homer in me was like, fuck it, just put the Heat to win it all. That's but you know, I'm gonna use. I was I was being a little more objective and whatnot, and I said, okay, you know what, Yo, Toronto, I think I really put the Raptors. Come on, <laughs> what the? See, well, first oh, of all, the Bucks aren't oh. even going to the Eastern Conference if you're looking at Robbie's bracket. The Bucks oh, aren't even going no. to the Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals. What? And then and then uh, and then it's Toronto versus Miami, and she doesn't even pick my. I was like, what? I was like, all right, you know what though? <laughs> she's been she's been pretty she's been pretty pretty out there about you know being supportive of the raptors so i can't hate on it excuse me the point of this segment was to trash other podcasts first and foremost yeah well you started it the betrayal she started it with the whole lakers no i'm just gonna say lakers. right now we've already agreed to it again i have receipts and i will post some chevy agreed to do the punishment so he will be doing the punishment Moving on, let's talk about the other podcast picks, shall we? <laughs> yes, I know you've been deep diving and doing your research. So, how do you feel about their brackets? Um, a couple stood out to me. Close up magic with Steve. He picked Houston to beat the Lakers in the second round. Ooh. What What, what do you think about that, Gabe? You think that's possible? Oh, man. If Westbrook should be back, obviously. I, mm, man, I, I don't know. I gotta see how the Lakers play in the first round. I gotta see what they are in the first round. What did he, did he have them in seven games? Rockets in seven, right? I think it's Rockets in seven. I believe it is seven games. I'm not 100. percent Yeah, so he's kind of going. He's going off the charts there, which is which is cool. I, I mean, you know, it's cool. Contrarian, I guess. Then the guys from Sports on Top, they have a podcast on their brand called That Being Said. They're pro- I feel like they're trying to kiss your ass a bit by giving the Magic a game versus Milwaukee, picking Milwaukee to beat them in five games instead of a full-on sweep with the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> um, they also are picking Denver to beat the Clippers in the second round. Mm, that's not a good take. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Do you think that they're trying to kiss up to you by giving the Magic a win against Milwaukee? No, I mean, I don't even think they know I'm a Magic fan, so it doesn't. I mean, I don't know. Some people, <laughs> some people think Milwaukee won't. You know, they'll drop a game. I mean, no. Mm, not against the Magic. How much no. did you pay them on the side, Chevy? Yeah, right. I, look, I win it. We're winning this fair and square. Whatever you put on that bracket, it's got to win at this point. It's got to stick. And, and being that nobody picked LA, the Lakers, to even go to the finals, and should the Lakers go to the finals, no one's getting points. That, that, unless, you know. They're not going to the finals. That's the thing. We're all going to do punishments. They're not going to the finals. So that's Look, why nobody picked them. I'm, I'm worried on, about bro. the numbers. I'm worried about, you know, I ain't worried about the picks, about the, how it scores now at this point. What else do we got? Is there, there's got to be one or a couple, a couple more things, right? Or is that it? 
that's all I got for now. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna right, spread right, it out right. in between podcasts. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, so that we, we can, won't, you, know, you know, keep the shit talking. We won't get going. too crazy. Yeah. Just elevate. You know, yeah, we're trying to be. We elevate it with every episode. Friends, friends and foes, you know, friends and foes, a little bit of both. So, uh, you know, but honestly, shout out to all of them. You know, we're gonna be debuting that uh, post. Uh, you'll be seeing it on baselinetimes.com. Head on over there. You'll see the 2020 NBA playoffs pro- podcaster bracket challenge. And, uh, of course, uh, on there we'll have the leaderboard, as mentioned. We'll have the, these brackets that they all also filled out. So whatever we just spoke about, you guys can see the visual. Um, also, there will be the links to listen to their podcast as well as any kind of website or socials to follow these folks. Um, but, you know, shout out to every single podcaster group uh, that has joined us here. And uh, The Dime with Josh Rodriguez. Um, and we have NRQ. And... Um, What's the uh, one other one there, Robbie, that you just mentioned? Uh, we have Sports on Tap. What's their uh, podcast called? That being said. That being said from Sports on Tap. Uh, SportsOnTap.com is their website. I know that. And then uh, one, one of my uh, good, you know close Twitter buddies uh, as well that covers the Orlando Magic would be TheCloseUpMagic.com with uh, Steven. He's actually manning that team, uh, making the pick solo for them. So shout out to all of those podcasters that joined us. That being said, that is our playoff preview of the 2020 NBA playoffs that is happening amid the COVID pandemic. Ladies, gentlemen, any shout outs? Ladies first. I'll just give a quick shout out to you guys, first of all, for uh, sticking it out and writing some eulogies this weekend. Nice. And and to Audio Man, it's our anniversary this week. Very oh, nice. Congrats. Happy anniversary. Happy Thank anniversary. you. I expect them to take me out to a nice dinner. Wow. Mask and all. Okay. It's I like 2020. That. I thought the tables have turned. Shout out to Audio not Man. Not in Connecticut. We're, we're not in Florida. We're in Connecticut. We have our shit together up here. Oh, my. Wow. You heard this, Gabe? Yeah, I know. That's, that's fucked up. Nuts. That is. Well, shout out to Audio Man, though, for real. All the uh, sounds you've heard on this podcast so far is... Pretty much, uh, oh, most of the sounds are, are pretty much his, his doing. So shout out to him. He's he's doing. He's he's got homework. We've got homework that we did already. So hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, Gabe, any shout outs for yourself? Oh uh, yeah, just a quick one to DC Daniel Cormier. He lost his title uh, defense, or he lost a chance to win the title and retire on top last night in the UFC event. For sure, for you know? sure. So shout out to him. You know, he'd be going home with his family now, spend time with them. He was forty-one, so. You know, he's getting out the game at a good age. Hey, I mean, he's still going to stick around the sport at least. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I enjoyed commentary. him commentating. Yeah, I, en- I really enjoyed yeah. DC commentating, man. That's, I, I actually missed him. I was kind of, I, I kind of like low-key forgot, man. I was like, you know, they showed the three guys on the screen. I'm like, yo, where's DC at? I was like, oh, no, shit, he's fighting tonight. Duh. But, you know, <laughs> no, he's, I, I enjoy him. Definitely his commentary. Uh, shout out. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to do this because I haven't done it. I haven't bragged about it. Uh, I haven't gone social media about it. But I'm gonna. I want to give a shout out to my guy, LeBron James. Uh, uh, yes, this is the time, oh the moment God. that I've waited all year long, 2020. Ramon James. LeBron Ramon James. Shout out LeBron to you. LeBron James. Please. LeBron James. Please. LeBron James. Please. When you come into these playoffs, just give us something. Prove us wrong. Show the world. Show the world what we can do because we we we. LeBron stands over here. We need number four. Uh, this is going to be one of the toughest scenarios, and we're we need number four, Bron. That's all I got to say. Shout out to you, Bron. Okay, look, look, one more thing. I'm not a hater of LeBron James. I'm not. I'm a realist. Just saying. 
Okay. So I'm leaving it at that. That's my analysis on that. <laughs> haters, bro. That's all, haters. That's all I got for you. 